TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And like our fine announcer said, and I've never met that guy, by the way. I'd love to meet that particular guy. Wonderful voice. I don't know if the body and the personality match up to the voice, but he sounds like a very, very nice gentleman. But we will preview uh, some of tonight's games. We'll recap some of the matchups yesterday. But quite frankly, it's a bit of a sports uh, slowdown right now. Not all that much action in the world of sports. So today, Big Doll, we are going to... Uh, Check out your wisdom and your evaluation and your intuition on various potential natural disasters down the road. We actually did this with producer David. Hopefully, not only fun but educational. That's what our show is all about. We did this with David Olson, our producer. But I know you're a uh, longtime natural disaster guy. Yeah, I always like the next natural disaster. As a matter of fact, I'm a little bit jealous that like I know people that have been in tornadoes and earthquakes, earthquakes and stuff. Uh-huh. I guess I was in an earthquake the other day. Of course, uh, Cloudy had to tell me like when I woke up or else I just would have thought it was a dream that particular day. That might be misplaced um, misplaced optimism there. I don't know if you really want to. I've, I've talked to a few people that have experienced that. You know, it's one of those things that maybe the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. I don't know if I actually want to be in a tornado or a hurricane, but you slept through a hurricane or slept through a earthquake. I remember that. What was that about a month ago? Well, I think it was about two months ago. Okay. And it was funny because I I remember like waking up mm-hmm. and like thinking like a train was going by and like my bed was shaking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think of it, anything of it. And I legitimately went right back to bed, fell asleep, and the next day I was like, "Did you feel the earthquake?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, it was an earthquake." I wouldn't even have thought of it. The you sad thing, there was no uh, female in your bed at the time to experience the earth moving, if you will, along with you. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you on that one. It's too bad. But I, I actually did. I was dating somebody who, mm-hmm. like, she, you know, she's, oh, I was in the middle of a tornado. I was driving down I-55, and I had to get out of the car. <laughs> and I jumped into the middle of the road, and there were people, like, uh, in the little ravine. And uh, I was like, oh, you're lucky. You were that close to a tornado. Oh, mm-hmm. that was the wrong thing to say, Coach. <laughs> So, yeah, you're right. I guess it is greater on the other uh, side. Oh, goodness. Great to have you on board. Big Dog, if you're checking in via the webcast, uh, of course, you see uh, an open seat here. It's been open for a while. The dog not able to come in today, but he is checking in via his uh, palatial estates and his occasionally effective working Verizon. So, is it Verizon? I forget. Well, who's your cell phone provider here? We don't want to give Verizon credit. I only use Verizon, Coach. Only, only. Verizon. And you used to be a uh, semi-respected salesman for Verizon Wireless. Well, I wouldn't say semi. I would say non. I give you the benefit of the doubt. There, you had your brief moments of career success there. Oh yeah, I actually did pretty well while I was there. I yeah. I, I, I love that job. Yeah, but then you got a little testy with some of the employees. The general manager thought maybe you didn't have the patience to be a salesman, but uh, for the most part, a highly respected career. Oh, I actually walked out <laughs> on my own volition, coach. Believe it or not, that that was a really? non-firing job. Okay, because you've had so many jobs in the years I've known you, I can't remember which one, which ones you resigned from, and which one uh, they resigned for you. That one was me. Okay. So. Okay. Very nice. 
Very nice. Well, it's glad to have you on board. And, uh, you know, I'd rather have you in the studio, Big Dome, but if we can get you via the cell phone, that's better than nothing. You can join us uh, also via the cell phone. I don't care if it's Sprint, Verizon, AT&T, Cellular, Singular, whatever the hell you got, you can call us up at 888-463-6748. Talk sports and more with the coach and the Big Dog right up until 11 o'clock. We mentioned yesterday, by the way, Big Dog, that uh, we got a remote coming up where the two of us haven't seen each other for a while. I'm looking forward to uh, sitting down next to you, sharing a bag of peanuts and maybe a uh, couple of cold ones at a Schaumburg Fires game. But Saturday, August 14th, I think I got the date right, Mm -hmm. 6 o'clock game, little music and entertainment. They got a band following the game, a lot of fun. We invite all the listeners to uh, join us, and I know, Big Dog, you're looking forward to being there. Yeah, I just don't know when you're actually going to do Kane County, Coach, because you do realize I don't have a vehicle. So I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get up there. You do Kane County, I just would have walked over there. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. We may send someone for you. Really? Are you going to send a driver? It's possible. That it, wouldn't be a bad idea, Coach. Very, you very might want po- to have that same driver take me home, by the way. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should have you take the train there, and we'll get a driver for you back, huh? Not bad. Yeah, good look, though. Sports talk host guy will get you one of those white limos. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, occasionally you'll see that at a Cubs-Sox game, uh, more than occasionally at a Blackhawks or Bulls game. But I'm going to take a wild guess and say the white limo drop-off at the front door, not real common at a Schaumburg Flyers game. Could be a good look for you. You know, I think I'll wear it well, Coach, believe it or not. It'd be much uh-huh. better than me actually being all covered in sweat from riding my bike like 42 miles, which I'll do. You know I will. How many miles? 43? Well, between here and Schnaubrook, no, probably uh-huh. only about 25. We'll figure out a way to get you there. We'll figure out a way, but we need the listeners to uh, join us. It is open to the general public, a chance to sit next to the Big Dog. We'll have a lottery uh, for the seat next to you, Big Dog. Nobody will know, but if they contribute the ticket money, we will throw all the names in the hats that are pre-ordered, and one lucky winner will get to sit next to you. <laughs> no! Make sure it isn't Louisa, okay? Well, I, I don't need another elbow to the eye. No, I don't know. You haven't seen no squeeze Louisa, who has since left us, by the way, the 18th. Oh, oh, yeah, I thought I told you that last week. We lost no squeeze Louisa, our female intern, or like the 17th intern we've had. Mm-hmm. But she was the first female intern. We were we were making a big push last week. We push! Oh. Push! Oh. We need to find a female intern. If any uh, young ladies out there are interested in interning here at the studio, contact David Olson at the talkzone.com number. We'd love to have you aboard. <sighs> All right. Can we talk some sports well, now? Well, can we talk and more just for a second? You know, every day yes, there's sir. a different commercial before our show. Okay. It'll be everything from something today totally respectable about uh, helping veterans from the Iraqi wars as they come back and you know, get back into society, which is something that every American, you know, should be 100% behind. But, you know, a couple of days ago, it was uh, Makeup Artist for Beauty Contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, it was like, learn how to read. I mean, it's something new every single day, isn't it? I will tell you this at TalkZone.com. It's uh, quantity, if not quality, on an oft basis, and um, truly something for everyone. The variety is the spice of life. Not only in the commercials, Big Dog, but in the shows as well. We've got everything for you. Well, we have we have a gambling show. Absolutely. Uh, winning, winning Wednesdays, Wednesdays, which uh-huh. I think, what day is Winning Wednesdays on again, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I love every time. I, I like asking him that almost as much as I like asking you what part you played in that old TV show. Oh, oh, oh 
Oh my goodness! And, yeah, well, <laughs> it's depending if you can even get it right, which always cracks me up. So. No, but we truly have something for everyone here. If you get a chance, check out the TalkZone.com website. That's kind of a stupid thing to say because if they're listening to the show, they're probably on that website, right, Dave? Dave's shaking his head like, Coach, you're a complete idiot. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but, per, but purvey down, check out some of the different shows. There truly is a variety, the spice of life. Uh, you get a little bit of something, something for everybody, uh, Big Dog. It's one of the beauties, TalkZone.com, 24-7, by the way. Four o'clock in the morning, midnight, you come home, uh, you know, one in the morning, two in the morning, night of drinking, night of partying, not ready to go to sleep yet. You turn on your computer, TalkZone.com, there's something for you right there. I leave it on, especially when they're when they're talking about the one show about skin conditions. That's always really interesting. It's not bad. I find the skin condition show um, a little better about two, three in the morning after a few beverages, but, you know, don't knock it till you've tried it. Yeah, but, you know, when I do listen to the New York politics show, I, I just shake my head, and I was like, you know, everybody always talks about Chicago as a second city. Mm-hmm. Not when it comes to the political corruption, because New York has nothing on Chicago when it comes yeah, to that. So. For a while, I thought they were catching up, but uh, the last three, four years, not only Chicago, but can we just throw the entire state of Illinois back in our, we are number one ranking? Well, you know, Chicago is the leader. That's the example for downstate. Yes. You know, so they find downstate probably catch it up, Coach. Yep. That's why I always said uh, nobody is completely useless in this world. Nobody is completely useless. One can always serve as a bad example. <laughs> and that's what the city of Chicago has been for the uh, state of Illinois. It's a disgrace, really. And uh, on a more serious note, and I meant to ask you this yesterday, Big Doe, there's a growing concern that there's a little bit of trouble for our fine Chicago police officers out there. Uh, over the weekend, another Chicago cop, 62 years old. About, what, two, three weeks, a month, couple of months away from retiring. After a long, storied career, he works overnight guarding Mayor Daly's house. He goes home in uniform. His car is robbed, and he is shot and killed. And that's the third one, Big Dog, in what, the last couple of months? Who would rob a police officer? Well, I, you know, I think the concern now is that maybe, hopefully not, but maybe is this a concerted effort, a planned effort? It had to have been. And, 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 you know, to be honest, and I, and I mean this, in, you know, police officer's life is not any more important than anybody that's a civilian. Mm-hmm. But seriously, if you are killing cops, you deserve to be in jail forever because you're a different type of human being. You're not a, you're the type of guy that does not deserve to be on the street. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying, coach? So, uh, again, I think you're a first statement. If you kill somebody, period, and certainly if you kill someone just senseless, over a robbery or any kind of greed on your own, and you take another person's life, it's the worst of the worst of the worst that a human being can commit, be it a policeman or be it somebody else picked up. I just meant, like, the capability. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody that's willing to kill a cop is willing to kill anybody. It's true. Anybody, Coach. That, that's that, true. That's my point about it. Not saying that a police officer's life is worth more than anybody okay. else's life. That is not you. what I was trying to I even insinuate. I got you. I was talking about the capability. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's, you know, like uh, I don't know, just like some guy that uh, that basically takes a five hundred dollar uh, item out of a store pickpocket or what do you call it, shoplifting, is a little different than somebody that can figure out a way to scam five hundred dollars out of a bank account on a computer. Yes, you know what I mean. What's more dangerous, technically, to the rest of us? Mm-hmm. So it's it's the, it's the mindset, no question about it. Do you think uh, in this particular case, any folks that have been Following this case, you want to check in on it. It's a Chicago story, but possibly soon. 
to become a national story. 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the Coach at your service talking sports and more. Very often it's more and not sports. Do you think, Big Dog, this is uh, a particular gang, an underswell of uh, uh, a cooperative effort of any kind to go on the attack? Well, against well, uniformed well, Chicago cops, or hopefully, and when I say hopefully, it's tragic, three people have done, hopefully just a, a bad coincidence. Well, well, don't forget that, uh, I forget, I really forget the officer's name, I feel really bad about it, but the guy that took the gun off of the officer in the middle of the struggle, I mean, that obviously wasn't yeah. a premeditated attack. Thor Soderberg, I think the officer was. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's how do you right. know that wasn't, they, they might have been targeting that particular guy? The, uh, well, they were, they were going in for an arrest, coach. So what did they do? All right, let's get in trouble and make sure we uh, this this particular guy comes and arrests us, mm-hmm. you know, and then steal his gun and shoot him. Okay, good point. So that that one that one I would have to say no, it's definitely not. So, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that one particular person wasn't targeted. I mean that stuff happens, coach. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe he arrested some guy with a with a a vendetta against him, and he he watched him, and you know as soon as he got to a point where he felt relaxed, you know. When you're on your driveway, even if you're not inside, all of a sudden you're like, I'm home. And you, maybe you let your guard down. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then next thing somebody comes up to you and blasts you in the head or something. So, um, What do you think, by the way, uh, Mayor Daly talking about the you know the gun ban very much for it. He's upset the Supreme Court just uh, – Supreme Court has overruled that. But you've got a guy guarding his house each and every day, each and every night – a security guard with a gun. Do you find a little irony there, or is that just? I got to be honest. With you. I have. I'm not a gun nut, coach. Okay, mm-hmm. but I, I got to be honest with you. Here's a simple. The best way for me to put it is, like, I have no problem with uh, an honest, hardworking American owning a gun and having it in their home. I take care of it, make sure yeah. kids that can't get it and all that stuff. Because to be honest with you, every single criminal in America, whether there's you can get a gun in the city of Chicago. Oh, they're banned. But guess what? You can get one. Mm-hmm. It's no problem getting one. What These people, they just drive outside of Chicago and they go buy one and they just drive it right back into the city. It's not like they look at your license and say, well, this is Bellwood and uh, you live in Chicago, so I can't sell you this gun. Or, it's how, you know how many, 90% of the guns that uh, that are purchased for people that live in Chicago are le- purchased illegally anyway. So, in some way, I would much rather have uh, the ability to have people buy guns, coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you know, I'm no I'm no gun nut. I don't even own a gun, but I have no problem with with ownership of of handguns. Yeah. I know so. people are very strong on this particular issue. Very strong to one particular side. Very strong to the other. I find myself uh, it's like a pendulum, and my particular pendulum does not swing very high on either side. But I kind of go back into the red tier, into the black, and swinging back to the red a little bit into the black. Tough call. Very, very tough call. You see some positives and negatives on both sides. I think overall, my particular pendulum at this point is more towards what you just said. Well, you know, Coach, and you always hear these stories. Oh, uh, you know, somebody was robbed and they were helpless in the house. Or you hear the story, um, you know, like a kid got a hold of a gun and and accidentally shot himself. You Mm -hmm. you hear these stories and and it just makes you sick. And then there's a story about this girl in South Dakota last year who someone broke into the house and like this this guy was like a convicted pedophile and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she knew where the gun was. She got the shotgun and shot the dude. You know yep. so what I'm saying? You know, to me, that guy got exactly what he deserved. And 
no one tells the story about this nine-year-old girl who knew how to fire uh, a shotgun and defended herself from mm-hmm. uh, getting molested by some creep, some like piece of, you know, you know what. Yep. So I thought we needed to hear that story, to be quite honest with you. I was like, this is, maybe there's a reason why honest and good Americans should mm-hmm. have the ability to have guns, because you shouldn't be helpless. Because I, I hate to tell you, there's a small part of the world that is, are predators yep. and are very, very bad. Yep. And yeah. I have no problem when they're eliminated, Coach, whatsoever. I did not shed a tear at all. The only mm-hmm. tear I have is that girl has to make a deal with the fact that she had to kill somebody to defend herself. Mm-hmm. So and, that's, and that's think... the only sad part of that whole story. It is, and I think in reality, if uh, more and more people do have handguns, we're going to hear successful, if that's the word to use, successful. It's probably not the word, but we'll call it that anyway, stories. But, Big Dog, we're also going to hear the negative stories about someone who used the gun and shot somebody in the house, but it turned out it wasn't a robber. It was, you know, a relative coming in or some particular story like that, or it accidentally goes off, you know, a kid finds. So I guess... Yeah, you'll get the Ty Cobb mom story. the, The who? Ty Cobb's mom claimed that she thought it was a burglar, but all it was was her boyfriend was over and shot uh, shot her husband when he came home. Oh, I thought it was a burglar. (laughs) Did she get (laughs) off on that? You can laugh now. It's over 100 years old. So So she did not have to serve jail time for that particular quota? Oh, no, no, no. Back then, you know, they didn't want to put women in jail. So So that's why Ty Cobb was so ornery. But, yeah, there's, there's... Oh, you're exactly right. There's all kinds of stories like that. Well, but that that's the, you know, when you weigh the issue, should they or shouldn't they, that's what you got to think about. This stuff's going to come. There's going to be, again, and successful is a weird word to use, but there's going to be successful stories you hear about, positive stories. Then you're going to be the negative stories, and you got to kind of weigh, whew, you know, which is going to outweigh the other. Can you handle the negative along with the positive? Bottom line is it's not going to be one extreme or the other. It's a tough hey. call. Very yeah, tough call. It's a tough call, and and if, and if you're on one side and you're like, what are you guys talking about, guns are bad, blah, 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 you guys, they should be banned, all that other stuff, I, I can totally appreciate your particular opinion. But I also want you to consider this. Uh, Chicago perennially, I'm not talking about once or twice, I'm talking about since I've been alive, has been the number one city in America for uh, uh, death by bullet or by gun. It is, Coach. Every year, it's between like 800 and 1,000 every mm-hmm. single year. That's... Uh, even though Arizona, because of this whole war, has it's a little different. It's like this last year, it might change. It'll be the first year in a long time. And by the way, Chicago's one of the few cities in America that have banned guns. So Texas has really low gun, like, uh, what do you call it, fatalities by mm-hmm. gunshots. Mm-hmm. You know, really low. You can freaking walk with a handgun on your hip in, uh, in Texas as long as it's a registered gun. Mm-hmm. So All I know is that's... Um... You know, we talk sports in the ranking of number one. That is clearly out of the sports world. That's not a category you want to be ranked number one. Oh, absolutely not. No, no. That's, mm-hmm. You don't want anybody getting shot by gunshot. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean, the way Carlos Silva pitched yesterday. Maybe as much as, you know, I know you want to make that transition, but I just had a really weird thought. What if, uh, you know, so people are put sports way out of perspective. And I saw an article recently on the whole LeBron James thing and how much millions and millions, you know, how people were upset because of the publicity and, you know, the, the big show that he had on ESPN. And this writer was saying, well, don't, you know, don't be so much upset about that. What about the fact that this guy's getting $111 million over how many years? Really, that's what I didn't even look at the deal, Coach. I'm what, so I, I, I could care less. It's whatever it is, you know, I have not paid any attention to it. Zero. Ten, twenty, Anytime thirty. Anytime I even hear his name, I just 
turn the dial in yeah. my head or whatever. All right. And what about the fact he's getting, you know, 10, 20, 30, whatever it is, million dollar per year? And uh-huh. you've got how many millions and millions of people in this country that can barely afford one meal a day, people that are one paycheck away from maybe not even being able to support their family or having to uh, close down their particular house. And I think the word he uses, uh, what has happened to our moral compass? Where is the outrage on the moral inequity? Well, uh, Coach, and I'm, I'm forgetting why I even I'm made in that situation right now. But like, I'm actually, yeah, you know, I'm trying to do something about it. I, I, but 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 you don't have, have options. People have the ability to do stuff with their lives here. That's they do. So I, I don't I don't mind that at all. See, that's a problem. And I think he's talking about you. Even though you're in that situation, where is our moral outrage? But I should I be think, upset that somebody has made a success yes. out of their life. Yes. Oh, well, you upset. know, no, he's actually made a success. The, the people that the people I don't get mad at somebody like LeBron James. Even though forget the whole mm-hmm. the signing with the Heat. You know that bothered me, but. How am I going to get upset about a guy who followed his dream, played basketball, and is making a boatload of money? People like Rod Blagojevich, that's where my moral, moral mm-hmm. compass comes in. People who get our elected officials who are supposed to live by a certain moral standard, and those guys are selling their office off. Yes. He's not the only one. Many, many, those guys I have the, the, the problem with, Coach. Okay, it's disgusting not, because it's not, it's almost, um, almost worse than shooting someone in a fit of anger. And, and because I, I, this know, is well, Thought out, planned, greed, knowing that it's going to be the disadvantageousness of somebody who's much more helpless. It's disgusting. And I think, I think of his wife, who is as, as big a scumbag as he is. Okay. And one of my roommates, she was talking about, oh, I feel so sorry for her. She's going to lose her husband. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, they are like, they know how to manipulate the system, they know how to get. They know how to tug at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Those, uh, the Blagojevich's coach, I mean, it's, it's, there is as big of an, as an embarrassment to this uh, state as has ever happened. Seriously. As ever. Okay. So they, they're worse than Terry Bevington. At least Terry Bevington was just a buffoon. Okay. <laughs> nice to see ex-White Sox manager Terry Bevington getting in the discussion. Top five embarrassments in the history of the state of Illinois. I'm sure Sox fans are proud everywhere. He had a heck no, of a no, no, no. great mustache. Him, right? things, things have been pretty good for the White Sox ever since they got rid of him. Sometimes you can look back at a, you know, especially when you're having success now, you can look mm-hmm. back and just shake your head and laugh at something like that. As a Cub fan, it just seems like we just turn our heads back and just shake our head at every single manager that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, but getting back to it, and I, I fully appreciate and I feel your moral outrage at uh, the political Scheming the one on somebody who did it right, coach. But don't why get not? Mad about, about somebody, no, even though I'm upset that he I, went to Miami. I can still get right mad. Again, I'm not getting mad about him going to Miami. I'm not getting mad about him going to ESPN and doing a one hour show. Where is the moral outrage just in general? It's not geared just to LeBron James, but where people are making millions and millions and millions per year. Some individuals and others. Many, many others. You know, are making seven dollars an hour, or can't find a job, and again, you know, maybe have one meal a day they can serve their family. That the inequity. Where is the moral outrage on okay. that inequity? I don't feel it in this well, fine country of America. Yeah, I just want to let you know you're, you're really starting to irk me because you know what? If you Good. did it the right way, I have no problem with how much money you make. When you start doing those backroom deals, when you mm-hmm. start uh, backstabbing people, when you start manipulating the system, yeah. you know, that, that really but drives you, me crazy. So, I, I, well, right. coach, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up being one of those people with a lot of money because I am, well, I'm, I'll, I'll have... I'm busting my butt. It was so what? When it finally happens, you're going to be like, 
oh, I can't believe you made all this money. And then I'm going to be like, Coach, do you remember when I was I was going out with, like, old women on dates to weddings just just for money? Okay. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? My buddy Joe Hogan right now is barely surviving. Uh-huh. Okay, but he has a plan to become a millionaire. It is unbelievable. And guess what, Coach? Part of it is giving affordable housing to people. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to look at him one day and you're like, well, you're making $2 million a year. Why do you deserve $2 million? Because the guy works freaking 100 hours a week and now just to make this plan happen. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't get upset just because some people have made a lot of money. That is, to me, that is one of the wow. – I think that's the, almost as big an outrage when people get upset. Oh, why does he have it and I don't? Well, if you work for it, you deserve every single penny that you've got. I don't care if it's a trillion dollars. Within and I don't care if it's a penny. If no. you've got that illegally – not illegally, immorally – some laws are just stupid. If you got mm-hmm. it immorally, then I don't even care right. about you, and I'm done with you as far as uh, I'm concerned. I'll disagree with you a little bit. I think there should be a limit. I'm all for the success story. I'm all for people that work hard and fight their way out, having the uh, just rewards of that hard work. Uh, but there should be a limit. There should not be the vast, disgusting, uh, almost immoral difference between some contracts in other people's uh, do, do you suffering. realize how much money is just given away to people that is wasted? You know, do you know what the link card? You know what the link card is? People get the link card just to, you know they apply for it. I'm having a hard time. Next, you know, these people get four hundred dollars a week and able mm-hmm. and, and able to spend on whatever, on whatever they want. So they can go to the liquor store, you know, and go yeah, buy themselves. And that, that's uh, probably true. Uh, we hear that a lot of the five and ten percent. But you know, do you? Uh, how you about can work your way out, coach? You can you can find a scholarship. You can figure out a way to better your life. So I, I am not going to sit there. I, I mean, because legitimately, right now, I got to freaking ride my bike places because I can't afford a car. Okay, mm-hmm. so I am not sitting there being like it's it's somebody else's fault. I can't believe that guy's a millionaire. I should be able to have a car. No, I mean, I you know, I like I, I don't know. I've had you help me out a little bit, which is that's that's what it's about. You have somebody that you know help you out a little bit, make sure you can get through a tough time. I, I I will never ever ever be jealous of somebody okay. who worked their butt off I, I, and got got their just rewards. Because how about this, Coach? So what if LeBron James only made twenty million on that contract? Mm-hmm. How much money is the owner going to make? The owner? Yeah. Who cares? If he's okay. making that much money, the same moral outrage should go towards the owner. Well, well, the point is, obviously, the owner is going to make some money off of this deal okay. because he's the one who signed the contract. Oh, and by the way, all of a sudden, all those tickets in in the arena have been sold for this year. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, it's it, called, it doesn't it's change. It's, it's it's supply and demand, coach. And I know you hate the fact that uh, the normal fan can't go to the game, but I hate to tell you, if a bunch of millionaires want to go to games, that's that's just the fact of life. So, mm-hmm. so well, is, again, that one the game a year you get to go to as a normal family, you should be able to. You have to cherish it. Well, that that may be the way it is. You're describing the situation as it is now, but I was quoting this uh, writer who I thought had a very good point. And again, I use those words, where is the country's moral outrage? It may be we understand the su- that's supply that's and demand. Why. We understand why the guy's getting paid millions and millions of dollars, but where is the outrage? I think there should be no, more, and I appreciate your That writer spe- is an idiot. Use a He's better an example idiot. than a guy that is... is has a great talent, has utilized it, and busted his butt, and has realized I, his dream. I, I that is, find somebody else. Somebody, no, it's, somebody well, else that like what's the difference? or something like that. What's the difference? LeBron James in sports, a, a big-time movie star, somebody who's very successful in corporate America. They all deserve 
tremendous rewards, but it's way, way too much. And in my opinion, there should be much more moral outrage in the separation of the um, amount of money that people have. Just Absolutely in a general this is human from, nature. This is coming from a poor person. Absolutely not. I, I'm not going to be poor forever. So. I appreciate your your spirit and your understanding it from your uh, standpoint, because you're on one end and you still appreciate the... Uh, no, 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 I'm on one end, but my arrow is pointed up, Coach. Okay, it's all downhill for me. I'm going to coast one day, one mm-hmm. day, because I'm, work, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working my butt off for I, a reason. I, again, I fully appreciate that. I still disagree in a general sense, but I appreciate your spirit considering your situation. No doubt about it. Now, by the way, I got to this. I started to go off to the connection between uh, sports and the finances and the politics, and you had brought up with the uh, the city of Chicago ranked number one in most shootings per year, almost on a regular basis, right? Yeah, it's it's legitimately coach. Okay. I would bet you over the last twenty five years, twenty of the twenty five okay. years, Chicago was number one in uh, right. handgun shootings and, in America. And you mentioned America. Arizona might be, uh, you know, because of the new laws over there, might be coming no, no, back no, that's or why Texas. I'm sorry, the new laws, coach. All right, but but, it, but it, it was, they didn't say, oh, all of a sudden new laws kill people. That's the reason why it was instilled. All right, but the point I'm trying to make, it connected with a thought I had. At first, humorous, and the more I thought about it, maybe not humorous, maybe we should actually try it. And the connection, again, with sports and the importance that people put on sports and competition. I was using LeBron James as an example of how so much attention was on him when we've got so many other problems in America. Why not do an NCAA bracket buster type tournament setup for states and or big cities? You could do either one for the amount of shootings they have in a year. And now you put some city pride and some competition into it. All of a sudden, let's just take uh, Philadelphia, for example. Let's say they're matched up against Seattle in round one. You can be sure the people of Philadelphia are going to, you know, not only will the cops be working hard to prevent shootings, but people are going to be getting after each other. Even some of the uh, the gang members are sports, and they might get in the whole bracket tournament thing. Hey, let's hold uh, off on the they, shootings. They, they might think you're supposed to shoot more people, Coach. No. In Philadelphia, at least. Seattle might not understand the difference. Ooh, that's a problem. I forgot about that part. Uh-huh. No, but if, but if you, more shootings, then you lose in the tournament. So you're out. Yeah, see, but I don't know if they'd get that. Like I said, it was you're, you're a crazy thought. You're talking about Philadelphian thought. people. Huh? Okay. I was you're using Philadelphia, Philadelphia. As, an, as an example. No reason to fire on Philadelphia people. <laughs> Can you imagine okay. a matchup? Uh, you could have like a round of 16 matchup. Maybe a quarterfinal matchup, Washington D.C. against L.A. Uh, Not that's, bad. That, 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 that's some serious murders. That's about 500 murders a year for most. Well, anyway. but what my point would be by using this ridiculous sports. Uh, um, not analogy, but reality. Set up a little bracket buster thing. Maybe these cities would people would shoot less. Maybe it would have a, a great result. There'd be less killings, now, so that their city could be ranked. We Cleveland will definitely be the number one uh, seed in in uh, suicide. <laughs> All right, now we're getting. That's just throwing it out course. there. I don't know. You are a sick, sick man. 888-463. I'm probably sicker even for coming up with that idea. 888-463-6748, the phone number. We haven't even mentioned producer extraordinaire David Olson helping us out as per always. Big Dog and the coach at your service. Big Dog, uh, I know you had a movie, uh, uh, not, well, you had a premiere over the weekend of yeah. a movie you were in, but you had a big meeting yesterday. I don't know if you want to talk about it over the air. I haven't talked to you yet, but when you left us, you were headed for a meeting with a fairly well-connected uh, movie producer. Yeah, a very, very well-connected. And, and quite simply, Coach, he said something that was like, it cut. It cut right to the bone. 
Okay. What does that he mean? Said, he said, you're average. And then he said, and I was like, he saw like how it affected me. He's like, yeah, but you, you're also average. He's like, you have no training, mm-hmm. nothing. And you're average for somebody that's been doing it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're not like in the, for your look. He, he said some really good things about how I look. So I was happy with that. And then he's like, he's like, you're not like in the top five in the city of Chicago yet. But if you work mm-hmm. at it, you will be. Okay. So he gave me a number to somebody and he's like, this woman mm-hmm. will represent you. So I haven't. Good. I haven't officially done it yet because that he, was yesterday, and I'm going to do it when I get off the phone. But but he basically gonna, told you you've got the natural talent to yeah. do so. Okay. And he knows I was sent there by a friend, so he wouldn't lead me astray, basically, mm-hmm. with what was going on. Very good. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. All right, real quick. David Olson, I know it's time for a break. Can we sneak in a call before the break, or we got to head out? No, go for it. Producer extraordinaire David Olson says go for it. Dialed what eight eight go for it. Good point. Triple eight go for it. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight. Our phone number here on the two guys at a mic show. Let's welcome in caller Sam who's checking in on line number nine. Caller Sam, how are you? Good coach, how are you? Average. <laughs> Good to hear. Thank you. What's up, Sam? Coach, can I have a quick question. Uh, the idea that you brought up about the uh, gun shooting bracket. Uh, is there a incentive for a victory? Well, a victory meaning less shootings. Correct. Yes, I think we could put in a big incentive. See, that's what I'm saying, Coach. Is Sam, like Sam, he didn't, you didn't, you weren't sure if you were supposed to shoot more or shoot less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. This was meant that the cities who had the least amount of shootings would advance. Maybe I didn't describe that right. I apologize. Okay, so what do you, instead of cutting down the nest, what do you cut down if, like, when you, when you win the championship? Well, I just came up with that idea about three minutes ago. Give me a minute to think about that. I, I guarantee you the trophy for winning would be bigger than the Claret Cup or the World Cup. That I know. What do you, but Sam, what do you think? If you put a little bracket buster tournament together, might, I don't know, do the gang members, do they get, um, into the spirit of the competition and try to cut down on the killings? Might that work as ridiculous as it sounds? You know, I think I'm going to have to side with Joe on this one and say I, I don't believe they will. Um, yeah, how do you just, like- because of the fact, just because of the fact that if they're already in these gangs so inflicted in them already, I don't think even, you know, some, I guess they consider it a joke of a bracket is going to change their mind. Yeah, yeah, I think they would try to, they would try to get knocked out as early as possible, Coach. <laughs> just, I mean, and, and how are you going to get the word out? Seriously. I mean, I mean, some of them, now they're starting to use the handheld, but the problem is those are those, like, uh, you have to do those, the prepay ones, and you usually mm-hmm. don't get the internet on prepay. I'm, just, I'm uh, just trying to find some way to take the over-importance that people have in the world of sports. And I think the gang members and people of that mentality, they follow the sports world too, but I'm just trying to find some positive way to twist the overindulgence we have in sports and maybe help out normal lifestyle. Probably oh, a bad uh, idea, but just a thought. Uh, how about this? Uh, if you're, uh, if you lose that particular week, okay, so you go up against like Washington and you lose mm-hmm. Chicago versus Washington. Yep. Well, all bowl games that week are not televised. Over importance of sports, you don't get to watch your sports committee. Okay. People. So now it would force other people in the city to, to try to prevent the killings. You, you want to go on the defense, so to speak. I don't know, Coach. I don't know where this idea is going to be. I'm just yeah. <laughs> All right. Sam, any other thoughts you got besides my ridiculous bracket buster tournament that apparently will not work? Well, Coach, I uh, I have one comment about the LeBron James saga. And okay. that is, 
I I respect him a lot more. Um, uh, I respect him a lot more for going to Miami rather than staying in Cleveland because, as we both know, that LeBron James did take a huge pay cut by going to Miami, and this proves that he's going to win championships. He's, he's not staying because of you know, fan publicity or anything like that. Uh, Big Dog, yeah. I'll let you respond to that because I'm all LeBron james out. I'm a little LeBron out too, but you know we brought it up, Coach. But you brought up the fact that he, he was getting paid too much. So that's funny. You're you're talking about the moral compass. Yes. I can't believe LeBron was getting all this money. Well, LeBron right. took less money because he wanted to go in a situation uh, that suited him better. Sorry, you, well, then you can say, uh, whatever. You're the one who brought up about what a great comment. No, I brought it so, up. I was it's ridiculous. LeBron James deserves to do whatever he wants with his life. He lives in the United States of America. So look at his moral compass. He decided to go to a better place for him and took less money. So, the guy who wrote that was—he's asinine. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I'm upset about that comment. To be that honest that with wrote. you, I think you're asinine for thinking he's asinine. The guy lived out his dream. He busted his butt, and he, he gets he, what he deserved. That's he fine. He wasn't talk, Joel. You got to look outside the single individual statement he made. The author was trying to make a point about where the moral. Uh, compass is of people, where the thought process is right now, and the overindulgence in sports. Where is the moral outrage? He was taking on a bigger picture and a greater thought processes than LeBron James's contract. You got to get that I, idea going. I, I blame George Steinbrenner. He can't. I'll just figure. I'll blame him. The authors or that writers that I quoted thought process extended beyond the sporting world. It was just in general. Okay. A comment on the morality of American people and what they're concerned about these days. And here's a guy, a caller Sam, all worried about LeBron James's contract when people are dying on the streets of Chicago. Sam, you should be ashamed of yourself. Sorry, Coach. <laughs> yeah. Sam, just put him in his place. We're doing a sports talk show, so maybe we're the ones that have the problem. Okay, we're actually we're, we're you know we're making it worse. Okay, perpetuating. By the way, I, I do hope Carlos Silva doesn't have any handguns in the house right now. I hope not either, Coach. <laughs> but trust me, you've been banned like this before. Carlos Zambrano, if you ask me for it. Say that again, Sam. Zambrano and Silva, they, they look like twins. If you if you, you know, look at them from a profile angle, they not only do they act the same, but I, I think they are uh, deeply related. Yeah, they actually do. Yeah, you know what? If Carlos Zambrano grew that little funky beard with like the points on the side, like mm-hmm. Carlos Silva has a JJ, you it would be hard to tell the difference. They're both in shape. That shape happens to be a pair, but they're both in shape. <laughs> All I know is I, I like it a lot better when there's nobody on base because the TV camera typically will watch Silva or Zambrano pitch from the windup, and he's squared at you. When they have to pitch from the stretch, big dog, and you get the side profile of a Carlos Zambrano or a Carlos Silva, it's not a great look. No, no. <laughs> but I will tell you that Zambrano definitely adjusts his cup a lot more than Silva does. That's how I tell the difference. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't noticed that, but I'll have to pay attention. It's true. Oh, goodness. All right. Hey, Sammy, are you a uh, Cubs fan, White Sox fan, baseball, any particular team you root for? No, Coach, I'm a Cubs fan, and uh, I'm actually heading out to the game today. Wow. So, Very nice. Yeah. Very uh, nice. I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually – got a good opportunity in front of me. I'm actually working the game from the press box today. Really? So excited for that, yeah. Oh, very good. Is it a 120 game or 705 game? It's it's a 705 game. I was hoping so because you should have been there already if you get to work the press box. (laughs) I'd be the first one in the door. (laughs) How did did the opportunity to work the press box come about, Sam? 
Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm involved in my school, WGBK Radio, and I, uh, you know, it took a few emails, took a few phone calls, but finally got through, and uh, I was granted kindly permission to, you know, attend all the pre- post-game mm-hmm. press conferences as well as uh, watch cool. the game from the back. So, cool. <laughs> See, there you go, Coach. The same is going to end up creating, you know, a fortune by being in sports media. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's because he knows how to work the system. He he works hard, a bunch of phone calls, a bunch of emails. One day you're going to look back at him and be like, why did you make it? Why are you successful and mm-hmm. not uh, the big dog? And, I, and I, that's I, why. Coach. I have no problem with people being successful, and I fully appreciate that. Sam, uh, good luck in the game tonight. Behave yourself up in the press box. Make sure you make a good impression. Dress well, and please, please shower before you actually – Knowing the way press boxes are, you probably don't need to shower. Yeah, yeah, Sam, whatever you do, do not shower. And remember, cheer as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, you know, Coach, uh, one lesson that you told me is you always got to remember people yeah. who start you off at the bottom. So I'm, I'm going to remember you while I'm anchoring Sports Center. Beautiful, beautiful. Sammy, we appreciate it. Good luck and uh, bring the Cubs home a victory, okay? All right, Coach, we'll see you later. All right, there it is. Sam checking in. Uh, you can, too. A little press box performance tonight. Very nice. That's nice that right, the... Yeah. The Cubs allow some of the young uh, high school kids interested in getting in the business, Big Dog, they allow those kids to have that experience. I think that's a very nice thing. Yeah, they, uh, it's, seriously, I remember the first time I was able to do like the, the Cubs thing. It was one of the best days of my entire life. I remember the whole day. It was awesome. Wait, was you, were awesome. In the, you were in the press box for a Cubs game? I worked at WGN, Coach, remember? Wow. It was pretty cool. It was excellent. That was, without a doubt, first time I got to do it, I was, I was ecstatic. It was also the first day I did it was the day after Sosa had hurt something in his back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was so, like, I went in there interviewing Sammy Stokes, and I'm like, you know, his frame isn't that big, but he's got muscles bulging out over the only thing bulging out more than him are the 10 trillion zits on his back. <laughs> There's your feel-good thought for the day. Once again, we are America's number one breakfast show. As long as you don't happen to be eating breakfast. All well, right. they, they, they would send me to get sound there, and I would refuse to go because I was like, I do not want to see Jeff Azero naked again. Please do <laughs> not make that happen. <laughs> That'll turn you off being a reporter real quick, huh? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you got interested in selling shoes. <laughs> oh, good. You know, funny, halfway through my lecture to young Sam about dressing well and making sure you shower, put on the aftershave, I realized that we were talking about a press box for a sports game. Yeah. And if yeah, he actually left, showered left and there. dressed well and wore aftershave, they'd kick him out of it. Yeah, you, you don't want to do that because, seriously, if you, you'd rather be smelling your own stink than less frosty. <laughs> they don't call him a robber for nothing. You didn't have to get personal. All right, we're taking a quick, quick break. Big dog and the coach all over the board here on a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday in the fine city of Chicago. 888-463-6748. You want to take a... Uh, Target shot. Throw the dart at this particular board. See where it lands. Dial it up. You make the call. Back in a minute. TalkZone.com.
the lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. A couple of quick titillating tidbits, news, and notes before we uh, bring up the natural disasters of the big dog goes one-on-one versus scientific America. I can hardly wait for that one, but big dog... Uh, very quickly, welcome back. By the way, TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic show, 888 Phone lines are open. Dial it up. We'll get you right on. We appreciate young Sam for uh, checking in today. Big dog on the uh, news and notes, uh, titillating tidbits. I haven't got all the details, but apparently a Washington Capitals player, Ilya Kovacek, signed for like $102 million over 17 years of hockey contract out of the stratosphere. Are you aware of this yet? Yeah, it is 17. I never, uh, seven, I remember when Magic Johnson signed like a 25 year deal. It, we all knew that he wasn't supposed to play it out, but he was going to get the money the whole time. It was weird. It was a lifetime contract. And when Jerry Buss signed it, he was like, you know, he doesn't have to play in order to get it. Well, this is a $6 million a year contract, and he will have to play to finish it out. 17 years? I mean, Kovalchuk, he's like 24, 25. He's got a contract into his 40s. I've never heard of anything like this before in my life, Coach. And that uh, hockey's always been the one sport that hasn't had the completely out-of-control contracts. This might be the uh, straw that broke the um, hockey camel's back. Well, you know, I don't know, Coach. They're going down. You realize that. Hockey players don't make as much as they did. I remember back in the day, Eric Winsrow signed like a, like a five-year, fifty-million-dollar deal. That was sixteen years ago. So mm-hmm. I would have to, I would have to disagree with you in saying okay. that hockey is starting to get their financial house in order. The problem with hockey is the fact that this hard cap means that uh, you, you can't fall in love with your team because the twenty-five guys that were on it before yes. if you win the cup, only four guys remain off of it yep. because everybody else uh, grabs them. It's, I do not like the way hockey is set up, yeah. and it's, it's too bad because it really hurt the Chicago Blackhawks. We here in Chicago are finding that out the hard way, no question about it. Uh, titillating tidbit number two, Stuart of France. Uh, Stuart. Tour de France, stage number 16 going on today. I don't know what your favorite stage has been of the 15, Big Dong, yesterday. A little bit of a controversy. I don't know if you heard this, but bottom line is quickly. We bring up stage-to-stage coverage of the Tour de France. Anything you want to talk about in the world of bicycling? Well, I got to tell you something. Yesterday when I was riding my bike, some idiot cut in front of me. I had to slam on my brakes. I slammed on them so hard, even though they're hand brakes, my chain flew off of the bike coach. That's what happened to? Alberto Contador. Yes. That was funny. I was like, did, I was like, was that same idiot driving in France yesterday, too? That's but it wasn't. The... His chain just came up. And what, I, I guess it's, uh, it's an unwritten rule that you're supposed to stop and not pass somebody if their chain is down. So it's almost like a yellow caution flag in auto racing. I guess so. I, I didn't know that. Un, I don't know the unwritten rules uh-huh. of of Tour de France. I I know them of of mud wrestling, baseball. <laughs> there is no unwritten rules in football. The only unwritten rule in football yeah. is do whatever it takes. All right. When you get a chance later today, could you fax me a copy Sorry of the? Un- coach, I, uh, one of my roommates is messing up, so they said the cops are coming after him. See if you can fax me a copy of the unwritten rules of mud wrestling. I'd appreciate looking at a list of that. All right, now, Big Dog, are you uh, sitting down? Because I'm going to need some concentration and analysis from you. Okay. We are going to match you up against Scientific America. We did this on Friday when I was doing the show solo, and David Olson, our producer, nice enough to help me out. And David, I don't want to put pressure on you, but David aced the test. 
Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not. I'm not trying to match with with, uh, okay. with David Olson. I'm just going to try to see how well I can do, Coach. We had a couple emailers uh, write in saying that David must have had a copy of that before the test. And you know, unless he's reading the same weird magazines as I have, I don't think he did. No, I'm just that smart, Coach. That's what I thought. What are these very are these, uh, uh, modest are these as well? Swank, Coach. All right, pardon me. And we. And, and <laughs> And Sherry, because if it's in these, I'll be able to get it. No, I don't think so. So I don't think you've got to copy these either. All right, very quickly, because time is of a shortage. I'm going to give you some potential. When I say natural disasters, they're not real. Some are natural, some are less than natural, some are scientific-induced. But things we've been reading about, I want you, Scientific America's done their analysis. I want you to give me your analysis of the likeliness of these things happening by 2050. Now, anywhere in the world you're talking about? Yes, by 2050. Okay. So it's not 200 years down the road, but, you know, 40 years. So don't, let's not call it the near future, but the mid-future. When I'm pushing 77 years old. Yeah, and some of the answers are unlikely, likely, or very likely. Okay. 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 Uh, asteroid collision, an asteroid collision with Earth. Likely, uh, unlikely, almost certain. Well, almost certain is another one. Well, obviously it's almost certain because we can we get bombarded every single day an asteroid hits the, the Earth. So that's just it's a stupid question. Now, if they're talking about catastrophic where a bunch of people die, yeah, they're going to happen right. in 2029 or 2036. But most likely, cause it's uh, it, it's I would have to say high, somewhat unlikely. Right now, I thought you were headed down the in. When I say incorrect, there's no correct or incorrect. You know, we can stuff hits us all the time, Coach. Every single day, yes, there's stuff that hits us. So yeah, it says uh, people are freaking out. There's an asteroid that hit somewhere in Africa right now, yeah. and no, it's not getting reported. Yeah. So. The bigger threat now, however, involves smaller rocks. I'm reading from the magazine here, according to a National Research Council reported. These asteroid and comets are too small to bring about in Armageddon. So you're exactly right. But the um, dangers of a real Dangerous asteroid collision, very unlikely. Yeah, How about 2029 um, is when the uh, apophysis is the name of it, and it's going to mm-hmm. it might hit us in 29. So. Synthetic life, now not cloning. We're going to get to cloning later, but synthetic life, scientists creating a version of human life via their chemical reactions, via their chemical compounds. Uh, what are the well, odds of synthetic life by 2050? This is one that gives me. I believe the term I used last week was the scientific term of heebie-jeebies. Well, you know, they're actually, they've been working on this forever. They're trying amino acids. They're trying, you know, electricity in the amino acids. They're not exactly sure what the spark is. So this one, it's a little bit tricky because they're working on it now. But some people say it's impossible and some people say it's right around the corner. So I'm going to say highly unlikely, Coach, in my own personal opinion. Uh, I, I can take the, I can take the wrong. Scientific America disagreeing with the big dog and saying that it is uh, almost certain. How about that? Not, uh, not even really, not even uh, likely, but almost certain. By 2050, we will have. Now forms. you're talking, and this could be just like a single cell too. You're talking about? No, right, I don't think so. You know, and I don't okay. know if we have time to go. I can't read the whole thing here, but no, it goes beyond that. I think it's creating some form of a living organism. Okay. Okay. That's a little. There, there's your feel-good thought for the day. How about uh, in the world of robotics, big dog, self-aware robots? We know the robotic industry. Uh, haven't heard as much about it, but 10, 15 years ago you heard it. By 2050, not just your typical robots, but self-aware 
robots. Another potentially scary thought. Well, so basically it means uh, ones with the cognitive and reason and, and they, uh, cognitive abilities and to be able to reason. Yep. I would, I would have to say uh, somewhat likely. Big Dog agreeing with Scientific American says very likely. In fact, uh, David, you were talking about, you saw a video, right, of, uh, was it in Japan? Yeah, the stuff that the Japanese are working on is, like, ridiculously creepy, what yeah, these robots I mean, can do. Meaning how close they are to yeah, the human. Yeah, emulating human movement. Okay. Walking upstairs. Yep, that's exactly the one I was stuff. talking about, yeah. <laughs> the robot walking up and down the stairs. And not looking like our traditional view of a robot, but looking very human-like. It walked like a man, an old man with a bad hip. It would have beat that guy up the stairs without a doubt, Coach. You know, seriously, that's uh-huh. what it looked like. All right, so that's something we'll probably have to deal with down the road. And of course, anytime these things are invented, Big Dog, when put in the wrong hands, could be a little dangerous. Right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That's a good point. Coach. Okay. How about the polar meltdown? This is an area of your specialty. Let's see if the dog can nail Scientific America's analysis. Threat of a significant polar meltdown by 2050. Ladies and gentlemen, by, Joe Radwanski. By 2050, I mean complete and utter, uh, uh, like. I wouldn't say complete and utter. Right, it's happening right now. But is it going to be totally gone? Uh, it's somewhat likely. I mean, there's a lot of ice out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say somewhat likely. It, they're getting smaller, they can, okay. and they continue to get smaller. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody wants to argue, the mm-hmm. polar ice caps are getting smaller. So, yes, it's somewhat likely that okay. they'll be gone. Very nicely done. You have <laughs> once again agreed with Scientific America. Nicely done. They do say it is very, not very likely, likely that there'll be significant polar meltdown. There's another feel-good thought for the year of 2050. Of course, Big Doe, you got a good chance of being around. In That's what I'm saying. I'd be like 77 at that point. And I, there was also this crazy Indonesian woman who told me I was going to live to 92. Wow. She said I had the ears for it, whatever the heck that means. And I ate wow. right and I exercised and I lived a stress-free life. Maybe I told that, that when I was, I was trying to say, shut up, I got $100 bet on this game and I only have $92 <laughs> in the bank account. So, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> always old proverb, uh, always watch out for old Indonesian women that uh, are giving you advice. This is an excellent point, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Last advice I got from an old Indonesian woman, I think, was to take Oklahoma and give up the eight points, and I lost a hundred bucks on that. Yeah, Oklahoma doesn't cover very often, to be honest with you. Well, when an old Indonesian woman tells you to put the money down first time around, you got to do it. I learned the hard way. Yeah. How about cloning? <laughs> cloning of a human being, big dog. Cloning. We talked about the. Uh, Sci- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Synthetic life. But this is a little different now. Cloning. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Very weird concept. Another one that gives me the old heebie-jeebie. But by 2050, the likelihood of cloning becoming somewhat of a virtual reality. You know, they've cloned goats. They've cloned dogs. They've cloned all kinds of stuff. So I, I would have to say, you know, like if you start getting a little bigger mammals, maybe a little tiny bit more technical. I would have to say the only thing that's holding back the cloning of a human being is mm-hmm. actual laws. Around the world, so I, I want to actually say very likely, Coach. Okay, the the Scientific America says likely by okay. 2015. Well, what are the options again? Because I, I keep on you're close it? enough. Very uh, uh, almost certain, likely and unlikely. Those seem to be the three primary responses. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay, okay. Yeah. So now I know. All right, let's see. How about nuclear exchange? Obviously, for most of us, one of the greatest greatest fears we have by 2050. 
the odds of a significant nu- nuclear exchange. Well, if if, if you keep Kim Jong Il, you know, away from the button, I'm going to have to say, legitimately, Coach, I say it's unlikely. I think people know, especially exchange. I don't think it's going to happen, Coach. Mm-hmm. Unlikely. Okay. Very nice. What do they say? You also agree with Scientific American. I'm glad that response. Uh, I only hope both of the two of you are right. Yeah, that could, uh, let me second yeah. that emotion. Yeah, they say on Otherwise, we'll have uh, that when I was talking about the polar ice caps getting uh, melting, it won't happen, Coach. Mm-hmm. If that happens, they're going to remain there because it's going to be a really cold place. Yeah, I wonder how these self-aware robots would do uh, if there's a polar meltdown. Probably not they so well. They would do a lot better than us. You think so? I think they'd be short-circuited. Cold is good for circuitry. It is. It is. There you go. Yeah. Electronics work better okay. in the cold. Because there's less resistance. Ah, so as the polar, as self-aware robots become more advanced, and and, and, and if self-aware robots would know that they would have to refuel their energy cells. Interesting. You see what I'm saying, Coach? I they do. Would, uh, they'd be, they'd, and then they would they would continue to learn. Next, you know, they would mm-hmm. take over the planet. I'm just, they wouldn't be any fun for them to reproduce though, because it would, you know, instead of like <laughs> thank you, man, 15 minutes later, I mean, they'd have to spend hours. The labor pains would be ridiculous. I wonder if by the year 2050, the University of Illinois, the school that you and me root for, Big Dog, could find a self-aware robot, uh, maybe with 4-3 speed, who could turn the corner very shifty and possibly uh, become an All-American running back. Stranger things have happened. I'll I'll just take a – how about this? A coach that can actually – is more of a coach than a model. How about that? (laughs) Okay. I'm looking up at the clock, dog. we got to end this discussion. A weird show today. Weird show. We didn't talk much sports, but hopefully – Hopefully, uh, we got a few uh, things across. And Big Dog, it's always a pleasure doing weird shows with you. Coach, I, I, uh, it's an honor to do a weird show with you, to be quite honest with you. It's much better than talking sports because I didn't want to talk about the beatdown that the Cubs got. But, but <laughs> the was... White Sox got it done. They played a very good game yesterday. Yeah. They won 6-1 in Seattle, so stick your to them. Uh, and the Bulls may have pulled off a great trade. C.J. Watson for a second rounder. Good deal by the Bulls. Beautiful. All right, dog. Great stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for more listening. More Weird Sports Talk tomorrow on the TalkZone.com. Same time, 10 o'clock.